Welcome to Pop Culture Legends, a mini-series from Digital Dissection, a nerd podcast. Pop Culture Legends explores the spaces in between mainstream and esoteric across the world of media. There's a lot to unbox across video games, movies, TV, and comic books. We hope you enjoy the spaces in between those spaces. Today's legend explores John Teeter, a mysterious man that set the internet ablaze in the early 2000s. Teeter's claim was that he was a time traveler sent back to obtain technology needed for a wide-scale government project. The mystery, however, would face contention for years, causing the internet to seek out answers at a time where it wasn't easy to find information. Join us as we break down the enigma of John Teeter and the legacy he left behind over 20 years ago. We live in a time period where fact-checkers have everything from pop culture knowledge to political claims constantly under scrutiny. Public figures need to be on their game because if they're not, someone else will be, and it doesn't take much to lose all credibility. The same can't be said for the early years on the internet, as in many ways became the new Wild West. While YouTube and social media have taken steps to reduce conspiracy theories from being widespread now, the internet of the 90s and early 2000s had no such oversight. Websites could claim whatever they wanted, and nothing stood in their way. Only discoverability posed a problem. Discoverability, however, wouldn't be a problem for John Teeter. If the name isn't familiar to you, that's because he appeared on the internet during its infancy of the World Wide Web. At a time when many didn't have access to high-speed internet, Teeter was captivating message boards and conspiracy theorists around the world. On November 2nd, 2000, a mysterious poster would first appear on the Time Travel Institute forums under the username timetravel underscore zero. While forums always tend to attract a diverse group of people, time travel underscore zero was very different. He claimed to be part of the American military, had information about the future, and had supposedly traveled back from the year 2036. Naturally, the Time Travel Institute forums had questions for him, and time travel underscore zero was more than happy to provide these details. He would discuss an insignia for the future military he belonged to, photos of his equipment, albeit grainy, and specific information about a six-point plan on how to build a time machine. He would describe the device as a, quote, stationary mass, temporal displacement unit powered by two top-spin, dual-positive singularities, producing a standard offset Tipler sinusoid, unquote. Forum members took note of the name Tipler specifically, as Frank Jennings Tipler is a real mathematical physicist born in 1947 who graduated from MIT. Tipler has written numerous texts on topics like resurrecting the dead and his own theories on a time travel device that would become known as the Tipler Cylinder Time Machine. Was it possible that Tipler was correct? Well, time travel underscore zero didn't just name drop a pseudo-scientist he further provided answers to those demanding to know how to build it. His explanation of the device can still be found online to this day, but it can be broken down into what is described as a six-part plan. 
Amongst the details, he describes the following. A gravity lock mechanism. Specific computer units, three in total. An x-ray venting and cooling system. An injection system that altered gravity and mass. Four cesium clocks. And two magnetic housing units. According to time travel underscore zero, the device, once assembled, was installed on a 1966 Corvette. The supposed time traveler seemingly had enough of an explanation to convince forum posters that his time travel methods had some backing. However, even if his detailed postings could be believed, why did he travel back? What purpose did he have in revisiting the year 2000? Fortunately, the message board poster would continue sharing information on the Art Bell BBS forums. It would be here that he adopted the moniker John Teeter, alongside more details on the future he came from. According to Teeter, his reasons for traveling back in time involved several factors that would impact the United States. This included what he initially described as a civil war that began in 2005 and would grow in escalating violent events until a culmination in 2008. World War III would inevitably be the outcome as the United States would become five unique regions that would fight in a conflict he referred to as Enday. And by the conflict's completion, Washington, D.C. and parts of Florida would be decimated by nuclear war and Omaha, Nebraska, would be the nation's new capital. Teeter's motivations for the year 2000, however, were not necessarily due to the impending conflicts, but to apparently visit his family and a younger version of himself, who would have been about three years at the time. Aside from the year chosen, however, he was after a specific piece of hardware that his grandfather had a hand in programming and designing, the IBM 5100 computer. The IBM 5100 portable computer premiered over 46 years ago in September 1975. For a portable computer, it was roughly about 50 to 55 pounds and cost between a whopping $9,000 to $20,000. It's a piece of computing history that is largely a footnote, but represents an era of computing that predates the dawn of the personal computer by roughly six to eight years. Needless to say, quite a bit has changed since, as computers no longer require you to be a seasoned weightlifter to be able to carry them around. In his explanation of the 5100 being his main focus for traveling back in time, Teeter mentioned that it was specifically needed to combat a virus that wiped out the entire world's technology. That's right, not only was there widespread war in the future, but also a malevolent virus reminiscent of 90s sci-fi. However, just as quickly as Teeter answered every question behind his mission, after four months of message board conversations, he would vanish. Before he did, however, he left a final warning for everyone reading to practice first aid and that mad cow disease was the biggest threat to humanity. Naturally, in the wake of Teeter's posts, of which there are over 150, 
many began wondering exactly what they had read from the supposed time traveler. Some believed the stories, while others were convinced it was a hoax, and set out to do so. One such personality was Oliver Williams, who began the task of collecting all known information shared by Teeter, and the many claims he had made in his time between the two message board forums he was a member of. Williams had a personal reason for doing so. Many thought that he was the one behind the John Teeter personality. He would launch the website johnteeter.com to combat these claims. The website can still be visited to this day, and is a living time capsule for the entire history of the known information on these series of events. In the years following analysis by message board members across the world, an Italian private investigator would be hired to find out if John Teeter was indeed a real person at all. In 2008, they would canvass the areas of Florida that Teeter claimed to be from initially. But after an exhaustive search, no family or individuals could be found that could be tied to anyone with that name. Instead, only one piece of information was uncovered. On September 16, 2003, the John Teeter Foundation had been created. The foundation had a P.O. box that tied to Kissimmee, Florida, a city south of Orlando. Message board members had been quick to point out that Kissimmee also matched the IP address that had been associated with Teeter. The following year, a report would be generated by John Houston of the website Hoax Hunter in an effort to further find any known connections to the Kissimmee P.O. Box. Houston had the Teeter Foundation in his crosshairs and learned that it had a CEO, entertainment lawyer Larry Haber. As Haber's name entered the John Teeter legend, so did an accepted belief that he had been responsible all along. The foundation he was CEO of had been responsible for a book titled John Teeter, A Time Traveler's Tale, and collected all of the posts from November 2000 to March 2001. Houston wasn't done connecting the dots, however, as he further believed that much of the technical expertise of Teeter's background came from that of Haber's brother, Richard. For you see, Richard was a computer scientist, and according to the investigation, this meant he could be the perfect person to explain the IBM 5100's part in the mystery. Of the speculations since, many have accepted that this seems to be the most likely explanation for the John Teeter legend. After all, these pieces seem to fit quite well, and artist Joseph Matheny has even come forward to also shed light on it being a fabrication. Matheny had created an alternate reality game called Ong's Hat, which relied on an interactive storytelling method where players interacted directly with the storyteller. Their choices influenced the outcomes of the game, and according to Matheny, his work with Ong's Hat allowed him to become a consultant on the Teeter Project. In a Gizmodo article on the subject, Matheny specifically pointed out that even Ong's Hat had become far too real for players, very similar to the Legion's believing every word that Teeter had posted. Based on these pieces of information, it's highly likely that John Teeter is a hoax, despite it not being an admitted one 
That hasn't stopped the internet from speculating for over 20 years, as countless coverage has been given by coast-to-coast AM, independent researchers, and, well, podcasts like this one. What likely gives the legend so much life is that it can't be disproven entirely. And with the culprits being probable, it leaves the door open to another explanation. If you think that this tale isn't alive and well today, you'd be incorrect, as thousands of people around the world actually believe it, and those who don't are still searching for answers. Teeter has endured in pop culture as novels, comics, and documentaries have all made references to the tale over 20 years ago. While it's less likely that a story like this could survive in today's world, it's proof that many can be wrapped up in a possible fiction with only a few believable details at a time. In the spirit of leaving you with even more gray area in this legend, look no further than the words of John Teeter himself in one of his famous posts. Quote, Every possible thing that can happen, or will happen, has already happened somewhere. Unquote. And with that, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Pop Culture Legends, a digital dissection miniseries. Be on the lookout for future episodes as we explore the relative unknown, as some of pop culture's stories lie just outside mainstream periphery. If you like this short story, why not like, subscribe, and comment as part of the digital dissection community. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, as well as our dynamic content on YouTube. Tell us what you think. We'd love to hear from you at digitaldissectionpodcast at gmail.com. And until next time, keep on dissecting. And in 14 years, try looking up John. He's supposed to be around at that time.